Let us turn to the Word of God now and read in the book of Psalms, Psalm 42. The book of Psalms, Psalm 42. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, Where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God, with a voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill Mitzah. Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I mourning, and why do I go mourning? because of the oppression of the enemy. As with a breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me, while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. May the Lord bless to us that reading of his own holy and inspired word. Now for a little, I'd like to uh, consider this psalm uh, with you. Not easy for me, because I have to confess, this was far, far from my mind. But I had to abandon, but I can say a week's effort in preparing other material. But I felt that the, the, the way was just blocked off on me. And this, as the only portion I could get between Genesis and Revelation, that I could at all feel any rapport of soul with. A preacher has very strange, often very strange experiences and connection with the preaching of God's Word. Who knows why the way was for my initial, what I was proposing, why was it blocked up and I couldn't go near it? And why this portion? Well, I hope that someone is meant to get a blessing from it. May the Lord grant it. That is my prayer, but I say it's not easy for me. The Puritan William Bridge of the 17th uh, century uh, delivered 13 sermons 
on this psalm? What's my puny effort in one sermon compared with that? I can't deal with the fullness that isn't to be found in these sermons. And by the way, he, these sermons have been published and I'm not, I'm not sure was it William Bridge himself who gave it the title. I think it was, but anyway, the title of the book is The Lifting Up of the Downcast. And certainly that is a, a most appropriate uh, title to describe the experience that is brought, the, the psalmist's experience as it is brought before us in uh, this, uh, uh, this psalm. And I'll just try and endeavour uh, with the Lord's help to consider it with you for a little. And so the first thing we can look at is just the psalmist's downcast condition. He doesn't identify the exact nature uh, of the experience that lies behind all uh, of this. But he vividly describes its effects, its effects upon him. Um, he, um, whatever it's the, the nature of the actual uh, experience itself, or what lay behind it, it had a most trying and profound impact upon the psalmist, for it seems to have robbed him, deprived him of the blessed experience of the Lord's presence and fellowship. And those who have tasted that the Lord is gracious and entered into an experience of the fellowship of the Lord know that that is a really acute and trying experience when you've lost the presence, the fellowship uh, of um, the Lord. The Apostle John describes uh, our fellowship through he says our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ imagine that our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus notice the, the assurance that the Apostle uh, manifests uh, there and once we lose that fellowship, then our soul is in trouble. Our joy just uh, goes out like a light. Uh, our peace uh, it disappears. But of course, we'll have to be careful in saying that it is the experience of the Lord's fellowship. It's experience. <coughs> the status the standing we have is something that lasts. One, so we are in Christ. And one, so we have entered in upon this status. And uh, once we have fellowship with the Father, with the Son, and with the Holy Ghost, and through the Holy Ghost, that never changes. Once in Christ, always in Christ. The salvation of the believer is absolute, absolutely secure. Nothing will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. But there's not only an objective, shall we say, status, there is a subjective experience of all that. Not just all in our head, it does affect our heart, and it is of the heart's experience of the blessing of fellowship with God that this, this that the, the, the psalmist has been deprived of 
and it's of that that he is complaining and it is for the restoration of that that he is longing justice as he illustrates himself just like the, the, the heart of the deer thirsty and searching and uh, looking uh, for, for water uh, his thirst is not something physical it is something spiritual something more powerful uh, and something more blessed or to lose uh, to lose that uh, in, our, in our consciousness is a very trying experience. But blessed be his name, as we say, we are not ever cast out of his, in the status of fellowship with the Lord. We are in Christ and will remain so. Feelings are deceiving. I can't miss it. Stand on the word. I take my stand on the word of God. None else is worth believing. We, the believer must live by faith and not by his feelings. So that though we may frequently from time to time lose our feeling our consciousness of the comfort and blessing of the fellowship uh, with God we, in these situations you have to cling to the, to the testimony of the word of God once introduced into the fellowship of God as a status as a right uh, you will never Never lose it. But the psalmist here is speaking of his consciousness then. Loss of the fellowship of uh, uh, the Lord. And uh, he's uh, longing for his uh, restoration. And that, that experience of, shall we say, wretchedness, and it is a wretched feeling to, to, to lose the, the conscious fellowship uh, of the Lord. It, is a, it was aggravated, he tells us here. It was aggravated when his adversaries uh, said to him continually, Where is your God? Now, we may not have external physical adversaries who attack us uh, in that way, but we, we, well, the atheists, they can, but when um, in, in the experience of the loss of uh, conscious fellowship with the Lord, you may not have a physical adversary, but you have an adversary or adversaries that are very real. One in your own breast and in mine. As the writer of the epistle to the Hebrews warns us to take heed of the evil heart of unbelief that is always, as it were, tempting us to forsake the Lord, to give up, to give up. And that's what we've got to be aware of. The evil heart of unbelief will say, 
What's your experience? Eh? What was what's the what was the worth of that? What was the value of that? What was the truth of that? You're just deceiving yourself. And then maybe you say, ah, oh, you might as well give it up. Eh? The evil heart of our unbelief is always wanting us to forsake and to give up the Lord. And of course, we have an adversary, another one, the accuser of the brethren, who is always seeking to discourage uh, the Lord's people, to discourage the believer, and especially if he's in a certain situation, a certain trying situation, to take advantage of that. Ah, is this is this what? Is this, the, is this what a believer experiences? Surely this is evidence. This, this particular situation is evidence that you don't know the Lord, that the Lord doesn't love you, that the Lord has no care for you. Oh, the tempter. For we don't wrestle, says the Apostle Paul, with flesh and blood, but with spiritual wickedness and a spiritual the spiritual wicked one himself. Yeah. Oh, um, and in these situations, it's very trying. It, it, it goes through us, as he says himself here, that it, while they continually, uh, where does he say it? That it was, it was like a, like, like a sword entering his, his very soul just pushes through her. and as a consequence of all this uh, the psalmist was uh, cast into a very uh, trying uh, situation and then uh, what was again so we say adding to the wretchedness of the situation he could think back how different his present situation, his present experience was in times past. Times past when he said, when I remember these things, what things? When I used to go with the multitude, I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Oh, he was thinking back to other times, times of blessing. When he went with a great company of people to the house of God. And, and feast times. And that uh, what was adding to his wretchedness, that it was so different now. Some of us can have a touch of that um, in, our, in our own experience. <laughs> How different is our experience of speaking out generally um, uh, when we think back? Former communion times, look at the small congregation we've got, but we remember days. When churches were full, full to the rafters, every seat taken, every corner occupied, even chairs being pulled out, uh, and meeting lots and lots of brothers and sisters in Christ. The, 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 the singing, uh, the volume of music rising up, it just stirred your soul. sisters uh, in, in, in Christ. Times of blessing. Doesn't that just ring your soul when we see the change that has taken place? <laughs> it was something like that that the psalmist is recalling here when he went to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise with a multitude of that kept a pilgrim uh, feast. Well, that's something at least uh, of the mm. desolate and downcast 
the condition of the psalmist. And there may be somebody here who uh, is tasting something of that desolate condition. You're not enjoying the conscious fellowship of the Lord as you have enjoyed even in times and uh, times past. Now, in that situation, it's good for us to turn to the scriptures to see if we can find is our experience is our experience this experience of uh, others of the Lord's people that we have recorded for us uh, in uh, the, in the scriptures and. Surely we we can uh, we can do that. We read, for instance, the great saint in the Old Testament, Job, and see what he, the experience he went through, not in his providence, the great losses he experienced, and it wasn't because of his sins. Specifically, it's not that he was sinless, but it wasn't because of any particular sin or sins that he committed that these killings came upon him. The dealings of God and providence, and the providence of believing people, of his saints, can often be very mysterious. No explanation for them. We just don't know. And little wonder when we are in these situations that. We feel desolate uh, and get become discouraged and cast out. And he says, he says, um, look, I go forward, but he's not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. When he works on the left hand, I cannot behold him. When he turns to the right hand, I cannot see him. Oh, that I might know. Is it in this chapter? If not, it's, he, he gives vent to it elsewhere. Oh, that I knew where, yes, where I might find him. Perhaps there's someone here this evening or even listening or will listen in that very situation. Oh, that I knew where I might find him. The loss of the conscious fellowship of the Lord. And that, that's, uh, that is a uh, uh, job. Then um, the, uh, the Apostle Peter, doesn't he say, speak of um, uh, in this he says, you greatly rejoice Though now for a little while, if need be, very very important phrase, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though distested by fire, may be found to praise, honour and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. No trial or testing in this experience of any believer is pointless or fruitless. That the trial of your faith, um, which is much more precious than gold that perishes, though test be tested by fire, may be found to praise, honour and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy and inexpressible and full of love. Though now you see him not, but you don't give way to your feelings, believing you hold on by faith for the, the believer, he lives by faith. So then we can learn uh, from 
someone like the psalmist, a real saint of God. What did he do in that kind of situation? What was his resort? Well, he had a twofold resort. First of all, or at least I bring them, I think they're a bit, shall we say, mixed up, or I don't, don't mean that in a, in a uh, uh, critical way, but for, for, for the, to enable it to deliver it somewhat rationally and logically, we'll take it. That is, first of all, he had the rest himself, and then he had the rest his God. That was what he did. And there is guidance for yourself and myself. <laughs> First of all, at the rest himself. You have that in verses 5. And it, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Again, in verse 8. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night his song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. He addressed himself and then he addressed his God. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? First of all, the he addressed himself. And you know, often we have to do just that, as it were. Take a grip of ourselves. Take a hold of ourselves. And not just, on the one hand, just sink under in the, in the situation. Or remain just passive. And just let the thing just like uh, water of the ducks back as we say not pay attention to the situation but look into the situation and look at ourselves in that situation he addresses uh, himself takes himself uh, in hand uh, why he says he says why are you why are you cast down O oh, my soul, look at look. look is, is there is there just grounds for reacting to this situation that you're in like this? Have you justification for giving giving place and giving room to these unbelieving uh, questions and feelings with regard uh, to your Lord? What grounds have we got for, for this? Um, we have to uh, see that we're thinking, using our minds, our reasons, that God, the reason that God has given us not just living according to our feelings or according to our, uh, to our emotions. Are you thinking all right? Is there, is there something wrong in the way you're reasoning uh, about uh, this uh, situation? And there's even there is there's a rebuke to himself. Don't you feel that? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Rebuking himself. <laughs> rebuking himself for yielding to these <coughs> unbelieving uh, thoughts and are you judging things as they are right? Don't we see, for instance, uh, Jacob, another saint of God, and what did he say? All these things, in, in one situation, all these things are against me. Yeah. But they weren't against him. 
They were actually for his good and for his deliverance, for his survival. And there you see we have to keep ourselves, uh, to check ourselves and see that we have fitting and appropriate um, thoughts about God. Uh, is, are these thoughts, are they honouring to God? Are um, these thoughts, are, is that the way you have formerly experienced God? Was God ungracious? Was, was he unkind, lacking in, lacking in compassion or mercy? Did you, have you discovered him like that? Check the, the, the thoughts to which, concerning God to which we give place. And don't jump to conclusions. All these things are against me. And how can these situations, how can these be true of someone who's supposed to have passed from death to life, who has been somebody who's been regenerated, who's somebody who has trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ, somebody whom the Lord has saved, somebody who has been reconciled to God. You see, you have to take a grip of yourself, take a hold of yourself and reason and use especially the scriptures to guide you in your thoughts and guide you in your judgments. Judgments concerning God and even judge judgments concerning yourself. You may say, think for instance about yourself. In, in certain trials these feelings, these experiences could never be uh, true if I were really born again, if I were really a Christian and a believer. And yet, if you go through the scriptures, you will find that they are part and parcel of a believer's experience. Take, for instance, with regard um, to the remnant of sin, remaining sin in the believer. And the believer says, as Paul says in, in his epistle to the Romans, the good that I would, that I do not, but the evil that I would not, that I do. O wretched man that I am, period. You uh, should stop there. He didn't stop there, but you and I can often stop there. This can't be true. If I'm, but that it was true. It was none other than the great Apostle Paul who confessed that this was his own experience. So we have to be we have to be careful how we judge ourselves and the dealings of God with us. Instead of things, these things that we reckon are against us, they are often. Uh, for us. And so he goes on to challenge himself. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his uh, countenance. Hope in God, for God is still gracious. God is still merciful. And God is still able. There is no change with him. Whilst there are plenty changes with us. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. His love doesn't change. I have loved you with an everlasting love. His love is changed. And then secondly, he addresses God in prayer. Oh my God, my soul is cast down with me. What is he doing? He's turning to God in prayer. And when you're in a trying situation, what is the best thing that you can do is to 
Go with your trial. Go with your trouble. Go with it to the Lord. We very, very often, this isn't true, we perhaps, at least we, get, we turn sometimes to our, our friends. The first port of call should be always go to the Lord. Cast your burden upon the Lord. Why? For he will sustain you. Oh, it's very comforting and uh, encouraging to have, and blessed be that we do have friends in the Lord to whom we can unburden ourselves, yes, and they can be a source of encouragement and help and comfort. Blessed be God that it be so, and we're exhorted, of course, in Scripture to, as brothers and sisters of Christ, to engage in that very, in that same kind of ministry, to comfort one another, to encourage one another. But in the, in the final analysis, the best place to go with is to go to the Lord in prayer. Cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. And you know, <clears throat> the, one, the moment he does that, light is beginning to break into his darkness as we will see for the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much it's not pointless to go to the Lord in prayer or the adversary will take what's the point he'll not answer you but he is the hearer and he is the answer of prayer. And there he sets out his situation. My, oh my God. Notice, my God. There you see, you're seeing the, the, as well, the glimmer of light beginning to come into his darkness. He's holding on to God. My God. My soul is cast down with me. Spread your, spread your cause, spread your case, spread your trouble before, uh, before, the, before the Lord. Um, the, 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 the psalm, I just can't get it. At the, is it Psalm 60? 62. Where the, where the psalmist, I can get it. He's leading Evan Garley. Go, football. Could you have a year for dogs? Anskahan, na ionish. Dogs to macher cree. Shed year is chairman. Now, the best translation I could hear. Oh, yes, here it is. Psalm 62, verse 8. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. What an encouragement to turn to God uh, in prayer. In every situation, in every trial, in every temptation. Oh, to take it to the Lord uh, in prayer. Go to him then. And before him, pour out your heart. And we couldn't go to better. We do not have an high priest who cannot be touched. And that's, that's not just a, a lie touch. Who, who can't enter in to your, 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 your feelings. To your experience. And especially when you feel forsaken. Who better to deal with that kind of situation than the Lord Jesus, our great high priest. Listen to him. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You and I, blessed be God, will never go through that kind of experience. But he has. So we do not have an high priest who cannot be touched. He well knows and he is able 
to give you the, the comfort and to give you the strength in that particular uh, consciousness of the, the forsaking, you could say, of the Lord in your conscious experience. Oh, to go to him in prayer. Why, he says, are you cast down? And not only that, but my soul, rather, I said, is cast down. I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and from the heights of Hermon. What is he doing? He's recalling former experiences of the Lord. He's even remembering the very place where the Lord heard him and where the Lord blessed him. The hill of the hill of midst of the land uh, of Jordan. He had already he had experiences of the Lord hearing him and answering his and you have too. So you don't forget your former experiences of the Lord's listening to you in your trouble and sending you help and sending you comfort. Because he is the same yesterday, today and forever. He's just as compassionate and is just as able uh, to rescue you, to give you the grace to endure, to fill you with comfort in your soul. I will remember. Yes. And these were these were these were trying experiences when he says deep calls unto deep waves and billows were going over his head. So why now in this new in the in this uh, new and fresh uh, trial when you 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 haven't got the consciousness of the Lord's nearness. Why should you doubt? Oh, he, he, he may indeed be denying you his con your, uh, consciousness of his, of his presence. But that doesn't mean that he has forsaken you. I will never leave you. I will never, never forsake you. So, just like the old elder, don't don't trust on your, rest on your feelings, but rest on the infallible, the inheritant word of God, the word of truth that will stand you, it will stand the test of time, it will stand you in whatever testing situation you may fall into. <clears throat> All you will, the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. His, his loving kindness. That's the word. Uh, the, 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 the word that the Hebrew. Uh, his loving kindness. That's his steadfast love. That's the covenant. The covenant love. The love of the covenant that is unchangeable. loving kindness in the daytime and when he was able even to to give me a song to be able to so visited me that he, he I was able to able to sing in the you can say to in the night of my of my the darkest night of my experience and the Lord is able to do that he, he enabled you to sing to his praise in the midst of the, a dark experience before now, he's able to uh, uh, make you sing now as well. He is able. He has lost none of his ability. And then he begins to, as it were, reason. You can always say argue or use that in the, in the best sense of the word. Reason with come let us reason together. We've got the warrant of God's word to engage in that kind of dialogue, that kind of prayer with God. Why have you forgotten me? Why do I mourning 
go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy, whose words are like the breaking of my bones, my enemies' reproaches. And why do they cause me grief? Where is your God? Oh, that that is, shall we say, why am I, why am I allowed to be in this situation? Which was, I think it was last night when I mentioned, you know how in some situations you must say it's a reflection upon God. Is this the kind of this is the kind of God you serve that allows you to be in this kind uh, of of situation? And so, as he does that, I feel that the light is beginning to. Illumine his darkness, and his darkness is beginning to break. When he finishes off with this flourish, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted in me? Still hope, hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him, the help of my countenance, and uh, my God. You see his, his. Uh, his uh, renewed hope. He's encouraged through addressing God and recalling God's former deliverances. Uh, he's encouraged to renew his hope and confidence in the Lord. Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. There's his faith is renewed and revived. His hope is renewed and re revived. So that he acknowledges he is the help. He is my help, the help of my countenance. He is the one to whom my countenance is turned. It is to him I look and in him I trust. And my trust will not be in vain and may that be your experience and mine as well that in whatever trial uh, may befall us that we will say to every temptation even of the adversary we are not of those who turn back to perdition but who believe and continue to believe and persevere in believing to the saving of our souls. May the Lord grant it and bless us. May he bless to us then uh, these uh, disjointed thoughts. Let us uh, conclude singing to God's praise in the psalm Psalm 62 Psalm 62 and verse 5. My soul, wait thou with patience upon thy God alone. On him dependeth all my hope and expectation. He only my salvation is, and my strong rock is he. He only is my sure defense. I shall not move be. In God my glory place it is, and my salvation should. In God the rock is of my strength, my refuge most secure. Ye people, place your confidence in him continually. Before him pour ye out your heart. God is our refuge. Hi. This stands in these verses to God's praise from Psalm 62. My soul Wait thou with patience upon thy God alone. My soul wait
mercy and peace from Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest on and abide with you all now and forevermore. Amen.